You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And my friends, there is energy in my voice, there is optimism in my heart, because training camp is officially over, done, fiend, we have made it, it feels like it was about nine weeks or so, but we have officially come to the end of training camp, as your Las Vegas Raiders are going to wrap up the preseason this Friday night against the New England Patriots, more on them in just a second. But optimism is high. We're feeling good. And we are getting closer and closer and closer to the start of week one and the regular season. I cannot wait. I'm fired up. And I'm doubly fired up today because we have a fantastic episode of the show. In just a few minutes, our friend Jared Stidham is going to join us. And you guys know me. I'm a friend of many people. I like to think I'm a friend of all people, in fact. But I'm in particular a friend to all specialists and to all backup quarterbacks. So Mr. Stidham joining us, very kind to give us you know, a fair amount of his time during a very busy week for him. So make sure you stick around for that conversation. He is fantastic, and I have a feeling you guys will be hearing from him a lot more over the coming weeks and months, I hope. Regardless, it's about that time. We got to pay some bills, so we will begin the show as we always do with our, drumroll please, transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And it's that time of the year, guys. No shortage of transactions, and that is once again the case this week. And just a quick disclaimer, the Raiders had to get down to, excuse me, from 85 to 80 players by Tuesday. They did just that. And a quick programming note that the final cut day, the final roster reduction day, will be this upcoming Tuesday, August 30th. The Raiders and everyone else in the NFL mandated to go from 80 to 53. So make sure you have that, uh, that date circled on your calendar. It will be a busy day here within Silver and Black Productions and Raiders.com, I promise you that, and we will have you covered from A to Z on all the moves that go on, not only with your Raiders, but across the league too. So, going back to our transactions, since the last time we spoke, the Raiders have made the following moves. On August 21st, they placed defensive end Jordan Jenkins on the reserve injured list. The very next day, on 822, they acquired a conditional 2024 seventh-round pick from the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for quarterback Nick Mullins, and signed linebacker Tay Davis. And then yesterday, as we record this on a Wednesday this week, because the week is a little funky, the Silver and Black released running back Kenyon Drake and cornerback Chris Jones. They also waived wide receiver Chris Lacey and waived injured cornerback Cravon LeBlanc. So, that gets you to 80. As we record this podcast, the Las Vegas Raiders sitting at 80 people on their active roster in accordance with league standards. And there's a lot to talk about, right? I mean, we look at some of these moves that have happened over the past couple of days. Nick Mullins headed to Minnesota to fight for an opportunity there to back up Kirk Cousins. And, and a little surprised, a little surprised that Nick Mullins was traded at this point in the game. Uh, but we'll actually talk to Jared Stidham about that uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. But Nick Mullins now with another opportunity and, and a guy that I, I think you know, really played played pretty decently during his limited preseason run. But ultimately, Dave, McDa- excuse, Dave McDaniels, Josh McDaniels, and Dave Ziegler decide, hey, 
Jarrett's going to be the guy that is going to back up Derek in 2022 and the silver and black in very capable hands there. And the other big news and note of, of this week as it comes down to roster reductions was Kenyon Drake. And I think that a bit of a surprise uh, to the fan base when we found out that Kenyon was going to be released. And I think that, let me start here. Kenyon Drake, objectively a good football player. We've talked about this a lot over the past couple of days internally uh, in our department and, and then just with our, our sorted media members. I think the Kenyon Drake move is first and foremost a credit to what Dave Ziegler has done in building this roster because the competition across the board, but really in that running back room, has been fierce, incredibly fierce, so much so that a guy like Kenyon Drake, a guy that when healthy has played really, really good football as recently as a year ago, is now uh, no longer a part of this program. So, I, like I said, a credit to Dave and Josh for really putting this thing together, for instilling that competition from day one. Uh, and now Kenyon's going to go have an opportunity to uh, to compete and, and contribute elsewhere. But I think what, what really gets interesting now is going into this week, I think the running back room, the numbers in that running back room were something that we have kind of just talked about and brainstormed through a ton. A little more clarity now with Kenyon Drake no longer a part of the mix. But I still am going to be very curious next Tuesday uh, what the final number of backs looks like that are kept on this 53-man roster. Uh, let us not forget about Jakob Johnson, who we are going to group in with the running backs as he's the only fullback on the Raiders roster as it stands right now. So it'll be very interesting to see how Dave kind of goes about building this roster over the next, call it, four or five days. And we're going to get a lot of clarity, I would hope, and the coaching staff in the front office is going to get a lot of clarity uh, this Friday night when the Raiders wrap up the preseason at beautiful Legion Stadium against the New England Patriots. And speaking of the New England Patriots, they've been in town for the past couple of days. And Jesse Merrick and I will do a, a full deep dive on what we've seen the past couple of days uh, on our final, oh, breaks my heart to say it, our final episode of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast, which will come your way tomorrow. But just a few kind of things that, that I noted off the top. I think, by and large... The Raiders equated themselves very nicely. I think the Patriots did the exact same thing. I think when we look at what we've seen the past two days, you see two good football teams going about business in a very professional manner. I'm sure you guys have heard through the Twitter and during the press conferences on Raiders.com the past couple days, everyone on their best behavior. No fights, no skirmishes, no, uh, no one getting a little too handsy and or aggressive when they shouldn't have been. It was, it was a very professional operation, and I think Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick deserve a ton of credit for instilling that, for setting that standard day one, period one. No room for nonsense. And there was no nonsense out there the past couple of days. And really, good, solid work from both sides of the football and the specialists over the past couple of days. And I was talking to, uh, to one of our pals at practice today, and... There was a lot of, uh, you know, on the Twitter in particular, there was a lot of, of praise for Devontae Adams. There was a lot of praise for Hunter Renfro. There was a lot of praise for what we saw from the Raiders' offense uh, over the past couple of days. And, and this person said to me, hey, Devontae Adams should look really good at this point in the year. Hunter Renfro should look really good at this point in the year going against what I would assume are more vanilla defenses from the New England Patriots because let's not forget these two teams are going to match up towards the end of the year. And it was a challenge to me in, in the best possible way. He says, let's dig a little deeper, right? Like, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Hunter is Hunter. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. They should look this good right now. 
And that's exactly what they did. And I know Jesse and I have talked about it a lot on the training camp podcast the past, the past few weeks about checking the box, right? You look at the Max Crosby's of the world, the Chandler Joneses of the world, you know, including Derek, Devontae, Hunter, Josh, all those guys in that list. They've checked the box. And I think over the past couple of days as well, from what we've seen from these joint practices, the Raiders who needed to check the box, the Raiders that we expected to see checking the box, did just that. So I come out of the past two days of joint practices, and as I said, make sure to, uh, to lock in with Jesse and I later this week when we really get kind of more in-depth into what we've seen. But I'll just say this. The Raiders did what they needed to do. The Patriots did what they needed to do. I'll be really excited to see what this game looks like and feels like on Friday. But a credit to all players, all coaches, all front offices for making sure that at the end of the day, both these teams got two really, really good practice sessions. That's it. And at this point in camp, as we got to the very end, I think the past 48 hours were a perfect kind of cherry on top of a really nice camp for your silver and black. I think kind of the nice, a perfect exclamation point for a lot of the work that has been done. And candidly, a lot of the work that still has to come down the road as we get into this, this next week, this kind of week zero before week one next week. And then through the regular season as well. And certainly the time on the practice field is not going to be as voluminous. I think that's a word. Voluminous. That's probably the, the correct version. Voluminous, excessive, whatever you want to say uh, of the time that they have now. But make no mistake about it. There's going to be work that will be accomplished between now and week 17. That is the nature of the beast, uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. So now, we look ahead to the New England game. We look ahead to the preseason finale at Allegiant Stadium this upcoming Friday evening, and we come into this game still with questions. And I think that's okay. The Raiders come into this game now 3-0 in the preseason. Would we love to finish with a perfect 4-0 record? Absolutely we would. Absolutely. And I will always root for W's. I will always root for wins. But I think even more important than getting that final tally on, on the little calendar I keep in my office, we just need to learn, learn more about this Raiders team. And after each preseason game, we've learned a little bit more. And I know I've talked about this a lot since Dave and Josh got to Las Vegas. But at each point throughout the offseason, at each kind of fork in the road, at each tentpole moment, we have learned a little bit more. And I think Friday night will be another example of that. So what do we need to learn, right? I think we need to learn what the right side of this offensive line is going to look like. And I apologize because we have talked about it a lot over the past month. But Friday night is really the last opportunity for these linemen to make a, a visible impact on Josh, uh, on Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler's mind in their psyche about what they can bring to the table in 2022. Because look, the nature of the beast is this. Come Tuesday, and really probably candidly starting Monday and, and really into the weekend or this, this upcoming weekend, the Raiders got to say goodbye to 80 minus 53 is 27 players. They got to say goodbye to a pretty significant portion of their roster. Now, yes, the way that the practice squad is these days, there is a chance that a, a good handful of these players are able to come back. But make no mistake about it. This is the final tryout. This is the final opportunity for a lot of dudes on this team. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? How are they going to make the most of those opportunities? Right? I've talked about it a lot. Once again, not talking about anything that I, I don't know for certain. I would be shocked if we saw Derek Carr. I would be shocked if we saw Devontae Adams and Max and Darren and all these guys. But there are jobs to be won on this team right now. And I am really, really intrigued by who's going to go win one. 
And I think we have a better idea now coming out of, of last weekend's game against the, uh, the Miami Dolphins, another W for your Las Vegas Raiders, by the way. I think we have a better idea of what that wide receiving room is going to look like. But man, we still got some questions. Now we're playing the numbers game. We've done this exercise a lot over the past couple of days. How many, how many wide receivers can you keep? If you keep one, one less wide receiver, do you keep another offensive lineman? Or do you keep another running back? Or hey, do you keep another linebacker? Like We are now fully in the matrix of what the numbers look like, what the numbers will say, what the numbers will bear out. And the easiest way for these players that are on the bubble, quote-unquote, to go in and say, hey, I need one of these 53 spots is to go out and ball out on Friday night. And I promise you this, there's going to be one or two guys that when we turn the game off on Friday, you're going to be like, yep, lock them in. Put them on the 53, whether it's a running back, wide receiver, a linebacker, defensive lineman, an offensive lineman, whatever it may be. There's going to be a handful of guys that when we wrap up, you're going to say, yep, put them in pen. I had him in pencil, put him in pen. He earned a spot on that 53. So I know that at, at times the fourth preseason game kind of seems like a slog to people. It kind of seems like, oh, well, who are we going to see play? You know, the big stars aren't going to be out there. They're going to go through warm-ups and call it a blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But if you really are a fan, if you really are committed to kind of knowing this team upwards and downwards and backwards and frontwards, whatever, lock in with us for a little bit on Friday. Come hang out. Learn a little bit more about your squad and, uh, and feel smart on Saturday, or I shouldn't say on Saturday, on, on Tuesday evening when you're talking to your buddies. And you're like, hey, I told you Player X was going to make it, man. I told you. You didn't listen to me, but you didn't watch the preseason game either. So it's a good, it's a good opportunity for you to flex on your friends, I promise. And speaking of, of opportunities on Friday night, uh, a guy that I think we are going to see play on Friday night and probably play a nice little amount is our guest this week, Jared Stidham. Don't call him Jared. And this was a blast, man. We had, a, we had such a fun time hanging out with Jared. This is the first time I've met him. I was telling him as we were walking up to the studio that I've, that I've run into him a handful of times, either you know in the cafeteria, whatever. But he always looks so, so businesslike and so focused. I never wanted to mess with him. Super nice dude. Really nice dude. I think you guys are going to enjoy him a lot. And like I said, I hope you get to know him a little bit better over these next couple months. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Jared Stidham. It's great to have you up here, man. And uh, before we get into all the fun stuff, you broke my heart a little bit just now before the uh, before we started rolling. That's there, that's on me. There's an alternate reality, Mr. Stidham, where you would have been an Oregon Duck, but alas, it was not meant to be. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. We'll survive. <laughs> we'll survive. We will. Uh, but I want to go back to May. Uh, you find out you're going to be the newest member of the Silver and Black. I imagine that on a very like kind of life level, you have your life in New England. You kind of know where to go grocery shop and all that stuff. And then you get a phone call that says, hey... You're headed west to Las Vegas. I mean, kind of just take me back to, to what that was like, those conversations, and, and ultimately uh, how the feeling changes, I imagine, over a pretty crazy 24 hours for you. No doubt. Um, I mean, that, you know, back in the spring, life was just crazy at that time anyway because my wife and I had our daughter April 1st, so we had that going. And then right after that is when, two weeks after that or whatever it was, off-season program started, and obviously I was still in New England and I was just thinking, okay, like time to compete for a spot, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then the trade happens. And then so I have to leave my wife with a, with a newborn for however long it was. And so we had that going and then trying to, you know, f- you know, get from one side of the country basically to the other and packing up, moving, 
scheduling moving companies to do this and that, transferring cars, like all this stuff. It was just it was so hectic. Um, but you know, very very fortunate to be a part of you know this organization, a part of this team. Um, you know, couldn't be more fired up, obviously, um, to be here. So uh, it was all kind of a whirlwind at the time, and just lots of life stuff happening. But uh, it's great. I mean, I'm happy to be here, and my wife and I are you know loving every second of living here. So. What's the initial? Because I, I imagine that it's. I can't imagine something like that as like a text message, right? Like someone's got to call you at some point. Right. Like what's the What's the initial response when that happens? So uh, it was funny. I was actually lifting. I was working out one morning. It's like seven a.m. Um, and I'm just minding my own business. And then all of a sudden, a scout walks in. He says, "Hey, you know, coach wants to see you in his office." And I was like, okay, that's not, that's usually not a good thing. Yeah. You know, like usually that means you're getting... Historically speaking, yeah. yeah. So I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot. And so I go in his office and it, it was him and, and Matt, Patricia. And, um, you know, we just had a, we had a great conversation and he was just said, hey, like, you know, we're going to trade you to, to Vegas with Josh and everyone. And, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for you to go in there and compete, yada, yada. And, you know, it was it was a great conversation, left on on great terms. But that's kind of how I initially went down. And then, um, you know, I guess he had talked to to everyone here or whatever it was. And then I got a phone call from Josh and 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 Dave Ziegler, you know, the GM, and talked to those guys and um, was just fired up. I mean, it just can't you know, kind of came out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh crap! Like I didn't know it never happened to me obviously before, so I didn't really know how to respond, how to take it, but. Just packed my stuff up and walked out the door and got ready to be a Raider. And here you are. And, and I, I are. imagine that having Josh here has to help so much just in terms of obviously knowing the expectation of, of what a playbook looks like, but also having a friendly face and a familiar voice yeah. kind of to help you go through this. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, between the GM, Dave, between Josh, Bo, the quarterback coach, Mick Lombardi, the OC, Carmen Brasillo, the O-line coach, um, I mean, those five guys, were, like, I was with them the last couple of years. I mean, we're talking about all those familiar faces that you have in New England. We just wrap up joint practices with the Pats. Who is the most popular former Patriot out there? We got, we got you, Bolden, Josh. I mean, you named off like nine different dudes. Like, I know. Who, who had to have the most, uh, the most pre, pre-practice daps the past two days? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we, you know, uh, joint practices are always fun. Uh, for one, you get to compete against another team, you know, not just beat each other up, you know, the entire time. And, um, but, you know, for, for me and for, you know, Bees and, you know, some of the coaches, obviously, I mean, just seeing seeing people that we've known for a long time. I mean, you know, this summer I was in a, I was in a, a wedding from one of the player development guys there at New England, and he's one of my closest friends. And the starting center for New England is one of my closest friends. You know what I mean? So uh, the t- starting tight end, I mean, he's one of my clo- – you know, it's just yeah. so many guys that you get so close to, you know, over the course of, you know, for me for three years. And um, – and quite honestly, you know, COVID was in in between all of that. So it, that COVID kind of extended that. It almost made it feel like four or five years, yeah. you know, being with those guys and uh, being with their families and getting so close to them. I mean, everybody that was kind of in our little group of friends that we had, um, we all had kids in the last year. Every single one of us had kids at the same, relatively the same time. So, you know, the kids are kind of growing up together too. So it's just kind of... You know, it's good to see everybody. It really is. And it's, you bring up such a good point about the COVID year, right? And or I guess years plural. Yeah, yeah. We're still kind of in the in the protocol a little bit last year, but like I think about that all the time. Where like you know, 
I think the one thing, I don't want to say good things, I don't think there's really anything good that right. came out of that, but I think the one thing you can kind of point out is like, hey, that was a, like a nice aspect of it, right. is the chance you had with the people here to like spend time together, yeah. right? Because we were all kind of living in the same, like, oh, no one's going anywhere, no right. one's going on vacation. Right. You got these guys, right? right? You kind of you get within your own little yeah. bubble, because um, obviously things weren't happening, you weren't going places, you know, doing things, and so you kind of, you know, fi- you found your bubble that you kind of just stuck to, and... You know, for me, that was, you know, a group of, you know, six or eight of us that always hung out, you know, outside of work. And um, that was just kind of our thing. So. Yeah. And you got to make the best of it. I think that's the one thing we learned a lot over the yeah. past couple of years. Like, yeah. there's no, this myth of like the perfect situation, the perfect job, right. the perfect whatever. Like, it just doesn't exist. No doubt. And you got to do the best you can with the people that you got yeah, and, that's exactly and right. have some fun along the way, right? That's exactly. But, right. you know, it's, it's such a, you know, such a unique time of the year, right? Where you see all these transactions, guys are coming in, guys are leaving, guys are, you know, unfortunately their season is ending early because of injury. Like you see it across right. the league, right? But for the quarterback room in particular, you guys have an interesting week where Nick, you guys find out Nick is ultimately going to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I imagine that it's got to be kind of a bittersweet moment for you and kind of understanding that, hey, you and Nick are competing, but Nick is now not going to be part of this program. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, the quarterback room that we have had really since the spring has been incredible. You know, Bo, Josh, you know, as the as the coaches and then, um, you know, Fred in there as well. And then we have Derek, myself, we had Nick and, and Chase and um, just a great, great room. A lot of great dudes, a lot of great conversation. And and that's the thing about about this profession is there's so many good people and you get there's like I didn't know Nick prior. We had we had met prior, mm-hmm. but didn't really like know each other. And. What a phenomenal person, and obviously a really, really good football player. And um, but you know, this business is you know you come in and compete, and just like with Nick and Chase and Derek, you know I'm just competing against everybody. So um, you know, hated to obviously see him go, but also excited for him and his family to get to get that opportunity. So uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, absolutely. And we look at that move now and provides I think a little bit of clarity for all parties involved in terms of what this quarterback room is going to look like in 2022. And, and you've obviously been in this role before of having to stay ready, never knowing right. when your number is going to be called, and you know something happens and boom, time to go. No doubt. I mean, what do you think is the most important thing just in terms of having that mentality and being able to stay ready? Yeah, I, I think I've. Um you know, it, going back to my rookie year when I, you know, backed up Tom Brady, um, it was every single week I was just preparing like the starter. You know, whether or not I was, I mean, I yeah. still have yet to start a, in, a, in an NFL game, but um, the mentality for me has never changed. And my first year backing him up, second year backing Cam Newton up, last year I was you know, basically sidelined for half the year before getting activated because of had, uh, back surgery. And but even then, I, I still all of my notes were exactly the same every single week as if I was a starter. So that's just kind of been my mentality. And, you know, that that'll never change, you know, in the future. So um, that's just kind of how my how my mind works and kind of how I get myself prepared each week. You know, we got one more opportunity, one more preseason opportunity coming up this Friday night against the yep. aforementioned Patriots. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I won't ask you in terms of what Jared Stidham needs to accomplish in this game, but yeah. collectively you look at the offensive side of the football. I mean, what's the most important thing for you guys to take out of this final preseason chance you guys have? I mean, I think the, the biggest thing for us, you know, and it's really just day-to-day, um, and, and obviously, you know, for the game as well, is just try to, try to uh, minimize the mistakes. Um, you know, sometimes you make an error and sometimes you repeat an error. 
And that's really the thing about football is you want to try and, you know, minimize those repeat errors every single day. And so um, I think if we can just, you know, go out there and, and try to execute, you know, our single job, um, the beauty of football is it actually takes 11 and you can't just go out there and put up 62 points and, you know, 10 rebounds and eight assists and you, you win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that football doesn't work like that. So um, the, the great thing is we all got to do our job collectively, individually, and then collectively to, you know, make the play go. And then, okay, that's one play. And then you got to do it for the next play and the next play. So um, yeah, I think that's just the biggest thing for us. You know, and looking back on your previous preseason performances, and I know that you guys do such a good job, by and large, of, of kind of staying out of the, the social media, you know, uh, comments and things like that. But I do wonder, have you seen what the fans have started calling you a little bit? No, what is it? We're getting a little Stidiota action. What is it? Stidiota, like Mariota we were talking about earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've gotten a few <laughs> Stidiotas. <laughs> yeah. What do we like? Do we feel good about that? I know I know Derek That's calls weird. you Stiddy, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Stidiota does have a nice little ring to it. That's funny. I didn't know that. that uh, you're the first one to bring that to my attention, so... Uh... Is it because of like the legs thing? And it was. Running, I think, it's, I think it was the the kind of agility when we get out of the pocket, gonna oh, go make a guy oh. miss in space. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that some of that just kind of happened. Yeah. I, I'm not a fast guy, so <laughs> I don't know if. Don't that, sell yourself short. Come on, man. I mean, I, you know, I'm not gonna bust a four four <laughs> yeah. down the sideline, but uh, I mean, shoot, whatever. As long as it's nothing bad. No, no, you quite know, the opposite. In fact, it. quite the opposite. In fact, a, a nod to the athleticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. But camp officially over, right? We've we've kind of come to the end of this chapter obviously we have the game on friday and then everything kind of shifts a little bit it's been a long camp it feels like yeah. for all of us and i'm and certainly for you guys do you guys do anything to i don't want to say celebrate but to be like yes we've done you know do you have a special ice cream sunday tonight no, no i mean i i mean honestly the, the icing on the cake for us would be you know to go four and oh and get a win on friday i mean i think that's the biggest thing um but yeah it's been it's been a great camp you know starting you know, luckily for us, we were able to start a little earlier than everyone else and get a, get ahead. So that was fun. And, um, you know, having another game, you know, I was super excited about that, obviously, just getting another game under under our belts. So, um, yeah, it's been a great been a great camp. It's been uh, a lot of fun, a lot of work. And, uh, you know, it's been like I said, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're excited now, I think, to get through Friday. Right. Safe and sound. That's obviously priority number one. But then start to look ahead to week one. Yeah. I think all of us here in the building. Well, it's just, right, it's just, go. it's go. just good because football's back. Yes. And there's nothing better than, than, than the fall season and just football and it's, Football's finally back. College ball on Saturday, <laughs> you guys on Sunday. Doesn't yeah. get much better than that, my friend. Exactly. Does not. That's exactly right. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you taking some time out uh, during a busy time of the year for you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on Friday, okay? Awesome. Thank you, guys. And a big thank you to our new pal, Jared Stidham. Like I said, man, uh, I genuinely enjoyed that. That was that was a lot of fun. I think Jared was uh, was incredibly open, transparent, and uh, I always love, I'm really fascinated by the trade stories. Like, those are ones that always always intrigue me, right? And you're like, oh, you know, you hear some guy, oh, I was at the grocery store, or oh, I was on vacation, and my phone was off, like all that stuff. So I, I find them immensely, uh, immensely entertaining. But I'll say this, glad that Jared's in silver and black. Glad he's in Vegas. Glad that him and the wife and the baby are, are settling here nicely. And uh, per usual, wish him nothing but success and, uh, and hope we see more of him, perhaps not, not on the field, but in, you know, just around in the, in the building. Love all that. Big supporter. So thank you to Jared and a big thank you to our PR staff for facilitating that per usual. So friendly reminder, kickoff against the New England Patriots. This upcoming Friday night on August 26th is 5.15 p.m. Come hang out with us. Listen on Raider Nation Radio. You can watch the game here locally on Fox 5. 
it'll be a great time. Uh, my guy Peyton and the boys do a fantastic job in turning the production around, and uh, it's going to be a blast. Make sure you lock in, and uh, as I said, learn a little something so you can feel smart on Tuesday. But a quick programming note before we crack a cold one and hit the road. Fifth quarter will be live and in action, per usual. Ain't going anywhere. The only difference this week is that friend of the program, Q Myers, from Raider Nation Radio here in the desert, he's going to be handling it. I have a, uh, I have a wedding that I need to attend. Uh, an associate of mine is getting betrothed, I think, betrothed, whatever, getting married. And uh, it's, it was one of those COVID weddings that I RSVP'd to literally two and a half years ago. And him and his wife are, are now at a place where they can, uh, they can do it safely and, and they feel like it, it's time for a celebration. So I will be in the great state of Washington and Q will be uh, rocking and rolling on here. So be kind to him. He's going to do a fantastic job. Q is one of our, one of our favorites. He's going to do awesome and he will have all the analysis for you guys after the game. It'll still go up on, on Friday night as, or excuse me, the, yeah, Friday night in this case, but it'll go up after the game as it usually does. The only thing that'll change is I won't be there. It'll be Q running the uh, running the ones and twos and the A disease, but it is going to be great. I look forward genuinely to getting to listen to Q because uh, it'll be on my pod feed because I naturally I'm subscribed to the Raiders Podcast Network. And if you haven't done that, do that already. But yeah, it'll be great. Give Q some love, and uh, yeah, man, looking forward to uh, to hearing his work. So it is time to hit the dusty trail. But before we do that, you guys know what time it is. It is time to crack an ice cold bruchacho, and this week. It gives me great joy. It gives me such happiness in my heart to crack a cold one to your UNLV Rebels because college football is back, baby. We are back in a big way, and your UNLV Rebels are going to take on the Idaho State. The mighty Bengals are coming to town. Ray, is this game, uh, is this game at Allegiant Stadium? I'm getting, I'm getting news from Ray that the game is going to be at Allegiant. So make sure that you guys go. Kickoff is at 12.30. Friend of the program, Nick Holtz, is now the offensive coordinator with UNLV. He's going to do some fantastic, incredible things. And I cannot wait to see our Rebs go out and, uh, and hopefully secure their first win of the 2022 campaign. So this one is to them. Good luck this weekend, my friends. And I hope they're bringing back. I don't know. I should reach out to one of my UNLV guys. I hope they're bringing back the, uh, the slot machine. That was fantastic in 2022. Ray's looking at me. He doesn't know if it's coming back. It should come back because it was one of the best, most fitting college things, right? We see the turnover chain. We see the, you know, uh, some teams have the sledgehammer or the belts or whatever. But the slot machine here at Allegiant Stadium for UNLV, 10 out of 10. Couldn't be better, and I hope that it gets a lot of run in 2022. And so good luck to the Rebs and, uh, and everyone over at UNLV as they kick off their season. Once again, that's this Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, 12.30 p.m. So on that note, good luck to the Rebs. A big thank you to our guest, Jarrett Stidham. Big thank you to Ray on the ones and twos. Alexandra back in the control room, making sure that we are operational and rocking and rolling. And a big thank you from everyone else at Silver and Black Productions. Programming note, make sure to lock in with us for the finale of the Raiders Training Camp podcast. That will be tomorrow. And then the fifth quarter after the game on Friday with our man Q Myers holding it down in my absence. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. And we will catch you guys actually... We will catch you guys early next week because we are going to have our roster reduction special. So instead of our usual Thursday show, we will see you guys on Tuesday for a big, important, very exciting episode of Upon Further Review. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.